Listener Production. This is the Rush Hour with AB and Elliot's podcast. Elliot, AB, I think I've been hanging around AB too much because sometimes I think I can't tell the difference between what is real life and what is something that is just so ridiculous that AB would have done it. So I was just having a conversation. (laughs) I'm on like this organising committee for um, this silly awards night thing that's happening over the weekend. Anyway, you do a great job organising that, by the way. I'm sorry, I kind of thank you. But one of the one of the people on the committee was like, "Oh, we just found this um, person. He she can make a couple of bouquets of flowers for people. um, Whatever, Mm. 120 for four. And and one of the guys in the in the committee said, "Oh, how great! Uh, And and she delivers. This is this is fantastic. How good! Tell her to make one for herself and as a thank you for her good work." And I just went. Wait, really? Are we spending money on this person just for doing their job? Because that is 100% something Annabelle Brett would do. <laughs> yeah. like, oh, I tip is, everyone. These are great. Make one for yourself. Here's another Here's another $25 just for doing your job. The Thank you, I have done that before. Living in this country where people don't get minimum wages, we don't have to tip. My dad ruined me because he tips everyone. And like every single cab trip we had as a child, you would leave and we knew everything about the cab driver. But a dad would be like, you know, best of luck, mate, with your university and this subject. And like he'd, he'd have I'll like a personal you. touch with every single person. <laughs> Dead set at yeah. my granddad's funeral, a woman came and we were like, oh, that's strange. It's the woman from the petrol station up the road. And she was like, yeah, your grandfather used to pay me money to help put my kid through school. <laughs> oh. Did it? I mean... <laughs> what? I mean, do you think that... No. I'm just saying, like... Are you insinuating... No. <laughs> and I? he was, like, 95. Yeah, but, like, way back. Nah. Nah. Not at all. He said she used to... She said, sorry, mm. he would come and fill up his car and give her extra cash and say, make sure that you can get your uniforms and stuff like that. Do you think fill up the car is a euphemism? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> this is just our personalities personified. I'm like, uh, here's a lovely story about yeah, a lovely thing, yeah. and you're like, yeah. So by the sex. time, so by the time <laughs> you're, <laughs> your gra- <laughs> so by the time <laughs> that you're your grandfather's age, how many sponsor people do you think you'll have? Oh my god! Remember when they had those UNESCO ones and stuff? I had like four on the go. You'll be one of those annoying people that lives to a hundred to. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you know what I mean? like, well, but let's be honest. By the time you get around that age, you've got nothing left to offer. Your kids are just waiting for your money and you just refuse to die. No, I'll watch Antiques Roadshow every single day, live my best life in the retirement home playing Mahjong. What's Mahjong? <laughs> it's that tile. You have not lived. Asian, Asian tile game. I don't know how to play My grandma it. goes and plays it with her mates at the home. Oh, I think there's like a pokies version of it. Yeah, there's probably, probably. a money version. Yeah. But Matt, those homes are elite. Like... Particularly if you get in early and it's like the less yeah, exactly. high care Which ones. Which is why your kids will want you to die because they'll be expensive. Yeah. I'll pay with them my spending, money. Spending yeah, all but your, your money, money is going to go to them when you die. That's what you're not getting. So say if you're worth, I don't know, $4 million by the time you die, every week that you carry on living when you're 98. $1,200 going to retirement yeah, But home. I just look at it like I bought my place for what was definitely not cheap. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's gone up in price a little bit. In t- 30 years or whatever, we'll be like, yeah. oh, my God, remember when you could buy houses for 500 grand? <laughs> and I'll have one of those. And yeah. they'll be like, this mole, she's not selling her property that she bought for only 500 grand in 2022. And then I'll make a bazillion dollars on it and that'll pay for my retirement.
It's a vicious cycle. You, you're and still wages not will have increased a, you're by still nothing. Still not quite understanding. So if again, if you have four million dollars of worth by the time you're ninety-eight, every week you continue to live is an extra couple of thousand dollars that your kids won't have. Yeah, but it's not about getting money. Of course it is. When you're that no. old, it's, the whole point of what I'm saying is when you're that old, you have nothing left to offer the world. <laughs> My grandma, we said, use all what your money before you die. What did she achieve between 80 and 95? Nothing. She's and been what great. Did you, she what did your granddad for me? achieve? He porked the woman at the shop. <laughs> 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 but he paid it for it. So it's You're a dog. <laughs> oh, uh, radio show. Actually, on the show today, we had one of my favourite callers like four ever. Things at you. He went to the same high school as me. I, I don't know. Maybe that played into the bias, but you guys can confirm or not. I no, he was great. Going. Yeah, he was very, he was very, he was very cool. Oh, very funny. AB's got a weird crush on him. It's, no, it's I weird. don't. Oh my weird. gosh. AB followed him on Instagram. <laughs> From our rush hour account to be like, thank you. That's even more stalky. It's not a crush. I just might think he's not very even cool. be him. Yeah. And he can come on the show again because he's funny. <laughs> All right. You yeah. s- you're the one that wanted to save the number. <laughs> hey, don't make me look like the crazy. I didn't follow him on social media. <laughs> Far out. Uh, we just graduated. <laughs> Honestly, all this podcast, all of my family are sexual predators. Okay, got it. I mean, your granddad set the bar low. <laughs> this is Triple M's Rush Hour with AB and Elliot. Got him on, got him on. This is Out of Town with Scott Hillier. Can't be this sort of stuff. Creek to Coast on our TVs every Saturday afternoon at 5.30. Channel 7, the man that is out and about exploring this beautiful state. Essentially, he gets paid to fish, which just blows my mind. No, 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 no. Wait, he doesn't actually fish. Someone (laughs) else does it. He takes the giant fish out of their hands and he's like, get off the camera. Stands with the fish and smiles. Hello, mate. Funny funny you pair talk about that. Now, if I (laughs) ask you a question, do you think that I actually catch every fish you see me winding? I think you catch none. (laughs) Excuse me, that hurts. I'm sorry. 5%. I'll give you 5%, Scotty. No, I I catch 90. I would actually hook 90, but there's days days when it's really quiet and we Mm. say everyone in, so producer, clipboard down, cameraman, camera down, and everyone fishes, and as soon as they hook up, I grab the rod. I give it here. Give it here, I See, say. Scotty, I didn't mean to offend you. What I meant was you're the, like, good-looking mouthpiece person that they're oh. like, we'll just put you <laughs> on camera. Looking. And then oh, they've got, you've got just, stunt men, basically, that do the rest oh, of everything geez, for you. It'd be hard to get, get a stunt, stunt Scotty. I'll give you <laughs> loads of oh. um, You look a bit like that Kevin James comedian fella. Anyway, um, Scotty, <laughs> where are you off to Talk this to week? Uh, so uh, we've been up chasing Barramundi, as you know, up in uh, central Queensland. So we had a good trip post-talking to you. But just for all the listeners out there, this weekend coming is your last chance to catch a Barra Monday over the weekend because the closure kicks in on the 1st of November. So, okay. yeah. What's next so Bar- after Barra? Uh, uh, there will be another coral reef finfish closure, which comes up uh, later this month. And the Spanish mackerel northern closure is still current till the 3rd of November. So there's plenty for the anglers to, to remember. I mean, if you have any trouble, jump onto the DPI website. But but for the weekend, look, really good run in the tide thanks to the full moon. For those keen to head out and maybe chase a couple, you could be throwing lures on the mangrove fringes as that tide pushes in. And then as it pulls out and all the 
little drains. We call them snake drains, Elliot, little snake drains, little yeah. S's at the bottom of the tide. They can be casting a couple of plackies or a couple of hard-bodied lures over the tops of them and maybe get themselves a barrow before it all shuts down on the 1st. For, yeah. for, for fish shows, what's the good stuff after November? Because obviously we've got the bloody stinger season kicking off in the yeah, northern all, parts it's of the all state. Happening. Sounds like yeah. we can't catch any fish. Well, what's good in season after <laughs> yeah. November? Well, as the water starts to warm, mangrove yep. jack are a popular species, Brilliant. rivers and creeks, yeah. uh, whiting, flathead, and then offshore, as it gets warmer, you get your big mackerel yep. and also the tuna species, your, you know, your long tail and um, yellow fin and all that will start to show up. So, still, And they normally generally come in a lot closer to shore, so yep. the tuna and that, especially for the sports fish, is accessible with the smaller boats. So plenty, plenty to do. Plenty to do. Always. Well, I'm going to stick Always. to buying my octopus at, at Woolies, but you experts out there have, have fun on the weekend. Uh, tell us what episode we're going to catch this week on Channel 7. Uh, you'll be seeing me catching a few fish off the sunny coast. We nice. went out a little while ago and got some snapper, etc. cetera. And, uh, and uh, next week I'm doing a camping special over on Morton Island. So we're going over there for a week, and it's starting to wind up. Creek to coast, we've only got a few more weeks. So nice and busy, team. All right, look forward to it again. That's Channel 7, 5.30 p.m. Saturday afternoon, Creek to Coast. Our man, Scotty Hillier or Kevin James. Appreciate your time, mate. We'll chat to you next week. Good on your team. Thank you. We're on the hunt, Queensland, for the future Steve Jobs of Queensland. Maybe you've got yourself a little Elon Musk in the works. An entrepreneurial child. I hate that word. I hate it so much. Please don't make me say it a number of times. It's challenging. So what's the topic? Entrepreneurial children. Right, on 13353. Correct. I've got a friend. She has an eight-year-old. Yeah. I used to be on radio down in Coffs Harbour, right. and they live in Coffs Harbour. And since I was on radio there, they used to listen to that station a lot. And she went into his room a couple of nights ago and found that he had a stash of cash. He's up to like probably 1300 bucks. Right. Cash and she was like, How the hell does an eight year old have $1,300 cash? Quizzed him. Apparently, since I've left Kosaba, he has a bit of a habit of listening to the local radio stations, winning prizes, and then selling them. Love that. More people should do that. Sells them to like kids at school, sometimes <laughs> online. <laughs> With the help of his friend's brother. Like, he, he goes and, and stays at a friend's house yeah. and is like, can you list it? And gives this guy a cut. Like, he's even got a production line. Yeah, for those that don't know, if, if a kid calls the rush hour, for example, we actually have to get the permission of the parents yeah. to put the kid to wear. So he must be getting the older kid just to the make older it kid happen. like he'll get he'll take a cut he's like hey i've got two pink tickets or whatever clever let's sell it yep. and then they take a cut he's got 1200 bucks brilliant and she reckons he's had more <laughs> but has spent it accordingly like trying to reinvest in other things he's smart enough she's to hide it she's mad i'm yep. like Mate, this kid, Yeah, he's got something to it, definitely. Yep. He's got CEO in his blood. One triple three five three. can you beat it? What do you want again? Entrepreneurial children. Right. <laughs> I did okay at that, actually. But I can't even say it. So we can't be, on, be there, but we definitely can't say it. We used to, uh, my parents would make me outstanding lunches when I was a kid. I went to a boarding school and we had a lot of kids from all over the state, from, uh, you know, Torres Strait, Weeper, Normanton, you name it. Yeah. Um, and boarding school food, famously not that amazing. No, horrific. So what I would do, and I still think to this day this was outstanding, I would trade my food for homework. So I would get the smarter boarders to do homework that I either didn't want to do, wasn't going to get good marks in, whatever. I've never, I reckon oh, over a thousand salami sandwiches in my five years of high school went to boarders and over a hundred tests were passed and because of that. And you still failed school. 
I shut up. I passed school. <laughs> I just didn't sit the end of your big test. As, on a whole, I passed. Okay, interesting. All right, one triple three five three. Have you got the Jeff Bezos of Queensland potentially? Cans we're going to now on one triple three five three. Lachlan, tell us about your entrepreneurial child. Oh well, he's not. He's not my child. He's actually my brother. He's my little brother. Shout out. <laughs> he's um. He's fifteen. Right. I. And uh, he sells shoes online. What kind of shoes? So, like, Nike Jordans and things like that. I don't know, I'm not really big into the shoes, but um, he has a shoe collection in his room. Literally, you walk into his room, he's got boxes stacked to the roof of shoes in pristine condition. I just graduated from St. Augustine's. Shout out. Um, <laughs> That's where I went just, to school. That's where Elliot yep. did yeah. pass. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so just, I, I graduated about about a week ago, and he yeah. gave me, he literally gave me a pair of shoes as a as a little graduation present because he just had so many of them. Lucky, like, lucky. Are these? Do you know if they're legit? Has he bought them over? Oh week? yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, well, he, he's they're, they're all 100% legit. Yeah. Um, but he's he's recently expanded his market, I guess if you could say. <laughs> and he's bought. Yeah. Like literally, we we get boxes uh. <laughs> delivered to our house. It'd be boxes. He'll buy hundreds of dollars worth of fake crap from China, yeah. and he'll sell it. He'll sell it as fake, but people buy it for much more than what he pays for it. Oh man, what has he got? A little shop front? Can we give him a shout out at least? Boost yeah, he's got he's got a he's got an Instagram page. It's can can sneakers. Can <laughs> he hands out, he hands out going on now. Bis, <laughs> business cards. He hands out business cards if you buy shoes. He's, he's <laughs> Mate, okay, wait, Lockie, how much money oh, do you reckon this so kid's good. made, that if you had so to guess? Good. Oh, oh, I, I honestly couldn't even put an umbrella. His shoe collection is worth more than my car. We've added it off. <laughs> it's actually ridiculous. Oh, Lockie, your brother's outstanding. Congrats but you are also you. very charismatic. Congra- I think we need to say Lockie's number. Congrats to you for uh, graduating the greatest school in Queensland, mate. Good on you. Absolutely. Thank oh, you. On you, mate. That's so funny. That's <laughs> can you talk that, Queensland? I don't know if you can. I also got a message from uh, Dane from our Triple M team down in the Darling Darling Downs. He Mm. said, we had a kid sell Mars bars for cheap and he would take the wrapper for PlayStations and the prizes. I guess if you've got a lot of Mars bars on the go... Like your chances of winning are what higher. Oh, so they had awards at the yeah bars. with the rappers, similar to my friend's kid who <laughs> wins yeah. radio competitions and sells the tickets. Smart. Well, you remember <laughs> we spoke to uh, I, I think Hamish is the kid's name, Hammy's Cupcakes. So I think you're yep. in Toowoomba as well. He started his little cupcake business when he was very young, and it's been amazing since blowing was, up. And he does just, great stuff for the community too. Shout out! I was on his Facebook page then. He's got two thousand people on there. Hammy's Cupcakes.com If you want to absolute look. shout out. And now let's go to Bundy on one. Triple three five three mini entrepreneurs. Carmen, tell us about yours. Well, a lot of pressure, I tell you. I hope I can live up to the standard. <laughs> it's all right. This is the Forbes oh, list of mini entrepreneurs. So this is my son. He was probably 11 at the time. He's Mm. 15 now. And we went to Choice and they had like big boxes, like 24 packets of Oreos for $1.50. So he said, I'm going to buy a box, Mum. I said, yeah, radio. So he bought a box, took it to school and sold each packet for $2.50. So made like 58 bucks in one day. So guess where we went after school the next day? We went back and bought another four boxes of uh, Oreos and uh, took them to school and sold them all. I made like three hundred bucks. Carmen, coming from myself, who was an idiot of a child, and and not a lot has changed. Did you realise in that moment that you had a genius? Because when I'm eleven, all I'm thinking about is the sound of my farts, and and I'll just eat those Oreos. Yeah. (laughs) 
Yeah, he was brilliant. And he's still, he's 15 now, still a good saver. He's just paid off his iPhone 15, saved it all and paid for it himself. So um, just waiting for my Tesla. Want to wait a couple more years? Um, but uh, we'll see what happens. Oh, that's good, Carmen. Exceptional. Um, I actually don't give myself enough credit because on muck-up day in year 12, I forgot about this, my uncle worked for Coca-Cola yeah. and my school banned Coca-Cola and the people that were struggling the most, the teachers. So I sold them cans of Coke that day. I made 200 bucks. I'm not gonna, sorry, that's not nearly as impressive. No, as no, yeah. And I didn't continue heard. the venture or anything. And look so. at you now. <laughs> um, all right. This is Triple M's Rush Hour with AB and Elliot. I'm going to ruffle some feathers. So out of character for you. I'm going to ruffle some feathers in the school world across this state. Are uh, you qualified to do that, seeing as you didn't finish it? I finished high school. I just didn't sit the end of year test. Isn't that kind of the whole point? No, because I got my little certificate that said, well done, you're out of here. Anyway. <laughs> um, <laughs> now, I want to start this by saying nothing but respect for our teachers and faculties right across the, the state in private and state schools and whatever. However, there's something I've always wanted to question, and now's the time of year to do it. Now is a time of year when high schools and primary alike are doing their, you know, bidding or whatever you might call it to see who's going to be the school captains and house captains for the sporting, you know, whatever teams for next year, right? When it comes to being house captains, so, you know, most schools have four houses for their swimming and, and athletics carnivals and whatever, you'd always have to write a little bit of a, a note. Sometimes you have to do a speech in front of your peers as to why you should get it. it. went from there, you apparently got voted for by your peers and they'd pick whoever. I noticed a trend when I was at school that I believe has carried on in that it's not ever the person that's the best at sports or the the face of being an athlete in the school that gets sports captain. It's some peanut that maybe likes watching a little bit of sport on the telly but are not actually any good at themselves. They normally, teachers, I think, pick kids they know they can just keep in their pockets. You know, the good kids. Whereas sometimes it's us misfits that play sport at an okay level that really should be given an opportunity to lead. Let me guess, AB, you had a position of leadership in high school. Thank you for guessing correctly. I was, in fact, house captain of Gilmore House. And you were terrible at sport. Still are. I wasn't great at sport, but not every single captain of every team is the best player in the team. But they should at least be able to pass and catch a ball. No, but the point of house captain, firstly, it's not sport. You're gathering the house. We had things like choral society and stuff that we had to do choir competitions. It wasn't all sport. The point of house captain is that you're a leader, that you bring the team together, no, that you no, make speeches. No, no. I'm sorry, but not every superior athlete is great at that. That's why they should be given a shot. The, the leaders and whatever should be the school captains and the arts captains okay. and, and the captains of the debating team and whatever. I will slightly what? confirm something for you that right. did happen at my school when it comes to school captains. You're in the teacher's pockets. We went to a leadership camp, like right. a bunch of us got invited to leadership camp. We were getting scoped for school captain. And they said to us straight away, if you've ever had a party, you're immediately out of the running. So I was kicked out because I had the formal post party. So you got relegated to house I captain. Got relegated to house captain. If you try and tell me your team won any athletics or something, no, we were the worst. I won't believe it. There it is, because they picked the non-athlete as captain. No, we were just never good. Make better decisions Libby this Trickett year. Libby Trickett went to my school. Queensland schools dead set. <laughs> A Queensland man. Florida man. A Queensland man. Some of the strangest stories come out of the state of Florida. The 
people of Queensland and the people of Florida, we are proudly a little bit crazy, a little bit loopy sometimes, and very, very out there. Lots of similarities between the two places and the stories that come from it. So we play this game where you have to identify whether this story in the news happened to a man in Queensland or a man in Florida. We'll take it off with number one. (laughs) A drunk man dropped his pants and yelled, Here's my weapon while exposing himself to deputies. <laughs> it reminds you of the succulent Chinese meal guy, doesn't it? Um, yeah. <laughs> Get your hand off my penis. Um, uh, Florida for me. Uh, yeah. No, Queensland for me. Sad. I don't know why that would be sadly. It is a Palm Coast, Florida man. He was taken to jail for reportedly exposing himself to deputies, which was all caught on a body camera video. <laughs> I tried really hard to get the video, but it's not available Not anywhere. that I ever encourage anyone ever being arrested, but if you accidentally do for a minor charge at some stage, please someone do that. Don't expose yourself to police. No, like, just once. No. Just someone. <laughs> Don't do that. Someone needs to do just it. Just laugh about it. Uh, All right, next one. Yep. A man has been charged with several felonies and misdemeanours after police say that he threatened a pharmacist asking for all of their bottles of Viagra. I'm going to say Florida. I'll go to Queensland, man. It's Florida again. Uh, his name's Thomas Muse, and he walked into an Orlando CVS on Friday and handed them a note asking for all of the bottles. So well, it was at least polite, polite in his about approach. It. Yeah. And finally, a hilarious funeral notice has gone viral for a man described as a mongrel mate, questionable and entertaining father, mongrel. and lovable husband to his three wives. Oh, that's got to be Queensland, surely. I don't think they use the word mongrel in, no. in the States, so I'm going to go Queensland. You'd be correct. The rest of the ad, I want to read it to you. Yes. Trying yet loving son to Norman Gwen, annoying yet protective big brother to Philip and Helen, bewildering yet lovable husband to Valda, Joanne and Rosemary, <laughs> questionable yet ever entertaining parent to Steve and Sherry, Jody and Terry, Claire and Liam. And then at the end it said, no funeral, just a piss up at the Stafford Tavern <laughs> <laughs> do you remember the shout out um, to Stephen Ralph Morris, by the way, may rest in peace. Do you remember the Irish bloke who went viral a year or so ago that put a tape recorder in his coffin when he passed, and it was like, "Help, get me out of here!" It's <laughs> one of the best things I've ever watched. It'll, it'll be on YouTube. You got to laugh about it. We actually yeah. had my granddad's wake at a bar, the Regatta Hotel in Brisbane. That's the place I never get let in because I yeah, got true. You wouldn't have been able to attend. on the side of my neck. Dead set. Oh, really? Oh, that place. Some people crashed it and were trying to get free drinks. I was like, this oh. is a funeral. <laughs> but, but he's a 4X because you're a people yeah, pleaser. Yeah, true. <laughs> Let's get all the bad stories out of the way now so yep. that we can progress into a wonderful silly season without any blips whatsoever. Mm. But we want to hear now about the Xmas party faux pas that have been in previous years. Have you been to a Christmas party at work or mm. social group or your gym where it just wasn't quite right? Jeez, we have launched Christmas content early, given it's the 26th well, of October. We're not like putting a tree up or anything. However, I'd be okay if we did. You know one thing about me. I'm grumpy about everything. I do love Christmas. 
And you know what? We got less than two months oh to go. And you're it's right. October. When it comes to work Christmas parties, we get excited. It's a great chance to blow off steam. But there's always something. An incident on the night, in the lead up, there's always something. But to be fair, Christmas yeah. parties for work are usually in November anyway. So yes. we're really getting quite close They're at the moment. They're on the way. I, I mean, I worked for a rival radio station back in the day and was invited to a Christmas party where they had it in a park. And the day before, they emailed us and said, oh, council law says that we can't drink. Oh. Which is fine, like no alcohol, whatever. Fantas that for is Christmas not after fine. a long year. That is, is horrendous. No. It. All right, one triple three five three. Christmas party faux pas. Uh, now, Anonymous joins us. Anonymous would like to stay that way. Uh, welcome to the rush hour. Oh, yeah. G'day, guys. How are you? Doing really well. Appreciate your time. Oh, mate, I'm, I'm really annoyed because our work Christmas party this year, we've got to pay for it. What? How much that money? Ridiculous. It is only, we've only got a small staff. I don't work for the government. I work for a, for a national company. Now, we've only got like probably 15 people that are going, well, that are staff. And it's not a huge thing, but we've got to not only pay for the activity, but we get some people thrown in as well. And we've got to pay for our own drinks. Now, I don't mind paying for your own drinks, but if you've got to pay for your activity, yep. that's just not on. That's, that's just being a Grinch. Uh, uh, anon, um, just because I won't sleep tonight if I don't ask this question, <laughs> are you holding your nose to muffle your voice? If so, very impressive. That's all right, mate. Yeah. <laughs> that or he's got a really bad sinus infection. One triple three five three is the phone number. Christmas party faux pas is what we're searching today. I mean, an example would be once you do get loaded, a few too many beverages, the secretary you've always been into becomes that little bit more that attractive. That sounds a bit personal. I'm just saying, it might sound like a great idea on the night, but when you wake up the next morning a little bit hungover and realise you got to look them in the eyes on Monday while well, you're probably looking at other things then, it's uncomfortable. I reckon... Big call. Yep. 80% of Christmas parties go wrong. Yes. That's why I think we'll get some great stories. One triple three five three. Let's go to Maribyrnong. Mike on one triple three five three. Tell us yours. Hey, is that you, Legend? It can Which be. Which one of us? Oh, that's Elliot. Elliot, the Legend. Who you got with you, Elliot? I believe AB, but I could be wrong. Oh, good on you, AB. Thanks for hanging in there. Hey. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's going on, Mike. Your Christmas party faux pas. Oh, mate. Look, it's bloody terrible. The, um, they've decided to run us over maybe to Fraser Island or something like that for for our Christmas party for work and all that sort of thing, and then they drop the bombshell. No partners. Oh. I hate that one too. Mike, our company used to do that when they were being tight you-know-whats. Yeah. Are you allowed to bring them if you pay for them? Because that was the rule that we used to have. Uh, not that I'm aware of, and I uh, wouldn't out of spite anyway. But look, tell me this, Elliot. Mm. How do I get home? Uh, uh, <laughs> True. Right. But how wait, the bloody hell do I get home? They'd have to actually, by law, by the way, Mike, they do have to organise you transport if you've had drinks. Do they? If they provide alcohol, legally, oh. they have to provide you transport. My question is this to the employers out there. We already hang out all year round at work. Why would we want to just do that again at the end of the year? Bingo. Partners make it interesting. 
you got me, you got me. I'd like to meet some of the partners, the spouses. Like it's always a, it's a nice thing. It's a, it could even be a family thing. But no, none of that. Just if you work there, you get to go and sit with the people you always sit with. Mike, uh, here's a formal invitation to you to our Triple M Christmas party at the end of this year. I'm actually not going because I hate social events, but I believe it's on the 2nd of December and it's cowboy themed. You can bring your partner. It's, it's what? It's cowboy themed, I think. Yeah, it is. Okay. Yeah, well, actually, yeah. it's funny you should say that because yeah. my birthday is the 1st of December. There you go. Double whammy. Perfect. And bring your partner. And don't forget to ask your work for a voucher for your transport home. <laughs> it's the law. All right. Coming up next on Triple M's Rush Hour. Mike's a delight, by the way. I didn't know a lot of what he was saying. Um, <laughs> I liked it. Yeah. Triple M's Rush Hour with AB and Elliot. Obscure History with Elliot Lovejoy. I want to tell you a story today about one of the most incredible women I've ever heard of. I'll flash you back to World War II. In the 1800s, they attached bells to the coffin door and the arms of the people so if they're still alive, they'd hear a bell on top of the grave and they'd dig them out. Saved by the bell. That was... Literally ride shotgun. So the passenger would carry a shotgun in order to scare off robbers who might want to attack them. All right. Now, I do have a vested interest in modern history as an adult. Never listened in, listened in school, but now I'm old and boring. It's my favourite thing. Uh, today, we're going back to a tale from 1866. Let me firstly say, uh, AB and Luke, there are so many horrible things happening in the world at the moment, and every time I open, and I try not to, to be honest, a news website, there's some country that doesn't like the other, and they're fighting, and it's awful. <laughs> So I've tried to find the nicest war story of all time, and I believe it has been found. It's a real challenge. About the country of, I'd never heard of till today, Liechtenstein. 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 Great. Um, So Liechtenstein is in Europe, and during the Prussian-Austrian War of 1866, Liechtenstein decided to get involved. They were to fight. Now, their leader at the time... Uh, who's a woman? Progressive country. Well, no, that's why I was surprised. 1866. Wow. Um, Go Lichtenstein. Lichtenstein had an army of 80 soldiers. Oh. Which is not many. Not many. When when you're going to war, you want to have a few more than 80 soldiers. And Prussia was like multiple European countries into one. So they marched on together, the, the 80 soldiers. And they came back with 81 soldiers. <laughs> They recruited one? (laughs) So they sent out the 80. They were meant to guard a bit of a path and fight if they needed to between Austria and Italy. There's a little bit of fighting involved, but it was minimal. On the way, returning back, once things chill out a bit, they made friends with an Italian farmer who liked what they did, decided to... No casualties. One more worker, the Italian farmer that joined Liechtenstein. It is the only war in history where there's been minus one casualties. (laughs) So So has there been ones that are zero? There's been some that... There was another one I read about where a war started because someone stole a kettle from another country and they had... Understandable. But then they returned the kettle and it was over. Zero casualties. Can we get more information about that one? Sure, I can do that next week. Yeah, do that next week. I need more information about the kettle war. Liechtenstein's army. Stein? Stein. 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 Liechtenstein's army went from 80 to 81 thanks to a lovely potato farmer from Italy. Triple M's Rush Hour with AB and Elliot.